Good morning to each one this morning. It's good to be with you again. Greetings from the church at Myerstown. What did the Lord teach you this past week? What you think about that? Another fact, we're one day closer to eternity than we were yesterday. Are we prepared, ready, and watching? I invite your attention to Colossians chapter 2, verse 7. <clears throat> Colossians 2, 7. Rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as ye have been taught, abounding therein with a thanksgiving. And I see three things here this morning we want to look at. Rooted and build up where? In him. Established, where? In the faith. Abounding, with what? And with thanksgiving. And the title is simply, Rooted, Established, and Abounding. A thought that we want to think about or can, as we go through the message this morning, it, deep spiritual roots, strong, everlasting faith, and hearts filled with gratitude are found in Christ and Christ alone. So what we see here in verse 7 is found in Christ and Christ alone. Look at verse 6 kind of for a setting for, the, for our verse this morning. Verse 6 in Colossians 2. As ye, therefore, as ye had therefore received Jesus Christ the Lord, so walk ye in him. So there were kind of similar like a, a command almost so to say. You know Jesus Christ you receive Christ, and he's living within. The Holy Spirit is providing wisdom and direction. And now the call is, brothers and sisters, conduct your life in a way that pleases the Lord. So in verse 6, we're, we're going back just for a second. We're walking with Jesus Christ. Now we're moving into verse 7, and it almost it shows us how we're to walk with our master, rooted and built up in him. Everyone who is walking in Christ. So this morning, if you have sent to Christ as your personal Savior and you're walking in Christ, you have been given the essential ingredients to live a spiritual life of victory. Do we believe that? If you're in Christ, Christ gave you what is needed for you to walk and live in victory. And the three elements that we saw in verse 7 need to be exposed or seen in our character if we want to maintain a life that pleases the Lord. Think about your spiritual walk, your spiritual journey, your life. Are you rooted, established, and abounding? Are you fulfilling or you could say living out what we are looking at there in, in verse 7? And it ties in so well with our Sunday school lesson and with the song that we were singing earlier this morning. You know, we're rooted. Are you, am I, are we rooted? We have an anchor. Then the question is, will it hold? What depends on our depth of our spiritual life. <clears throat> August, on, I'm sorry, not August, on September 6th of 2004. It goes back a, a few days. We were living in, in the Limes in, in Grenada. And uh, there was a warning put out that a, a hurricane is going to hit the island. 
And so you're, you're, you hear the warning and you think back, well, a hurricane had not hit this small island for the past 20 years. So the following day, which was September 7th, I thought I would try to go about my day as normal, got up and quickly noticed that uh, there was no one out. Everything was quiet. The streets were empty. The people in the community were taking the warning seriously and they were staying inside. And sometime that morning, the exact time, I'm not sure, but Hurricane Ivan did hit Grenada and with sustained winds of 120 miles an hour and gusts peaking around 133. Uh, some strong winds. And a, hur a hurricane, hurricane works, it, the winds operate in a circle. So if you picture this big round circle of wind coming and just imagine this pulpit being your house. So winds are coming this way and they hit the house from this direction. So again, 120 mile an hour winds hitting your house from this direction. And, and after a while you get to the center of the storm, which is called the eye of the storm, then it was all clear. I mean calm, no wind. So we just experienced 120 mile an hour winds coming this direction and it got all calm. And probably about uh, less than about a quarter mile away, there was a couple from the mission living in their house and their roof uh, left at that time and it was in the first half of the storm and during the eye they ran for shelter found shelter in a house that still had a roof but it was all calm for about 10 to 20 minutes and then the wind started coming in the opposite direction so now the back end of the storm was hitting the house from the other direction so what didn't get blown apart or blown loose in the first half got a test during during the, the second half and it's just Anything that allowed the wind to get under or, allowed or, or wasn't securely fastened was blown away. Uh, a number of times during the hurricane, I would stick my head out the, wind, the door of the house that we were at. We were downstairs with concrete over us and concrete around and the block walls. We were, we were pretty secure, but I would stick my head out and look up to see if the house roof was still on. And for a while it was, but after a while I said, nope, the back of our house roof is gone. Uh, that had disappeared. The church down there at the Limes had out the front, it was what you would call a porch, what we called a veranda, and we had uh, built that not that many years prior to, actually just probably a year or so before, and that whole porch roof disappeared and we never found it again. A roof that we had thought was very securely secure, but it, uh, it left. Anything that was not securely fastened was blown away, removed from its current location. Now just compare that story of the hurricane to your spiritual journey through life and your faith in the Lord. Will your faith be able to hold when the storms of life come blowing? We are living in troubling times. I think we're all aware of that. We're living in a time where people are, are allowing trials and temptations in life to uproot their faith in Jesus Christ and which will cause them to be moved and most times away from God. So I asked this morning the question, is your faith rooted and grounded in Christ and are you standing firm? Verse 7 is referring to our walk in the Lord. Verse 7 is talking about our character, our lifestyle. It's referring to the person that we are the depth of our commitment to Christ, and the level of our dedication to him. 
You look at verse 7 and just read over and over and over again, and is that you? Is that I? Do your close friends and relatives say, put your name in there, he or she is rooted and built up in the faith? That person is established in the faith. And if you talk to that person, guess what you will hear? Words of gratitude and thankfulness. So in other words, abounding therein with thanksgiving. I was at a, we were at a wedding recently, and uh, we're close friends of, of the groom, gave a glowing report of this young man's commitment and dedication to the Lord. And I was blessed. I know at weddings is a time where you usually pick out something positive about the individual when you say that, but they, they were just giving a glowing report of this man's dedication to the Lord. So this morning we have three points. Point number one, rooted and built up in him. Point number three, two, established in the faith. And then point number three, abounding with thanksgiving. So point number one, rooted and built up in him. Uh, I was studying for this message outside on the back patio. And if you think, take yourself outside for a moment and you look around, and I, I couldn't help but notice everything that had roots. So again, on the back outside, you look at, at trees. Well, you can imagine their root system. You look at the grass. You know what happens when it doesn't rain? The roots get no water. We knew we just experienced that just recently. How about your shrubs and the flowers and the plants and so on? Everyone had a, a, has a, needs a good root system to survive. And it's the same way and the same concept is true for every believer. We need to have a good root system. Christians could be likened to like tender plants. We need to be rooted and established in order to become vigorous and strong in the faith. If, if your faith is not anchored in Jesus Christ, it's not going to be rooted. We need to be, have that anchor and that uh, foundation in Christ. If you pull a flower or out of the ground and leave it lay on the, on the, on the dryway for a few days, what's going to happen? It's going to wilt and it's going to die from lack of moisture. And true believers today, we find nourishment in God's word. And if, if you want to become a person like we see in verse 7, you need to uh, carefully study and meditate upon God's word. And combine that with a time, with a daily time in his word. And what's going to happen, the result is going to be the child of God is going to put down uh, a deep spiritual root system. Charles Spurgeon, I quote, the daily household bread, the substantial meat on which we must be nourished if we would grow strong for God and holiness is Christ himself. And I, I, the question comes back around. Do we spend time in the word of God? Are we finding, uh, are we feeding upon his word and putting down that root system and growing in him? Some trees take 30 years or more to reach full maturity, growing day after day, continuing to send down deeper and roots deeper and deeper. And in our walk with the Lord, are we any different? We need a daily appetite for more of him. And then when we do that, it will allow us to stand firm when the strong winds of temptation blow. Back in, in, uh, in 2010, we built a, an addition to our, our home, and at that time we had the excavator put a footer drain in, which is, is common procedure, and we live uh, in, in a, a wet area, and I didn't like the idea of a sump pump, so I had the excavator dig a, a trench about 300 feet, so this pipe, he laid a pipe in there with enough of fall so it could gravity flow, and we could have a dry basement. And for a number, well, I shouldn't say many, a few years, it worked fine. And then before long, 
at heavy rains, after heavy rain, we would start getting water in the basement. And you get an inch or so of water, and then a couple hours later, it would go back down. And we struggled with this for a few years, and then I hired another excavator. And then I said, we need to get this problem fixed, uh, dig this back up, and put a drain out. Forget that pipe, go out this direction, put another uh, a drain in. And when he dug up, he found out that our current drain was clogged with tree roots. And he said, Leon, he said, that tree right there has got to go. And I'm thinking, that tree was 10, 12 feet away. But these trees had found, they knew where the moisture was, and they went into that pipe, clogged the pipe. So when it rained, the water couldn't flow, and thus flooded the basement. And I think about that, and are we diligently seeking and drinking from God's word? Like I said, that tree had 10, 12 feet to go. You think, well, that's not far for roots, but... Uh, we had a camera up in the pipe earlier, and there's a lot of roots in the pipe. These tree uh, plants find this water and just go there and grow in the pipe that, for their water. Diligently seeking, and are we doing the same in our spiritual walk? Do we have that desire for God's word and that desire to grow in our spiritual life? Psalm 1, 1 through 3, Blessed is a man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of the sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight, is, can this be said about you, his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And then the result, those who follow that, shall be like the tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season, his leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper." What a promise to those who spend time in the Word of God. You could take Psalm uh, 1, 1 through a uh, couple verses there and rephrase them. Blessed is the child of God who does not waste endless, t endless hours filling their minds with things on the Internet, nor allowing movies to distract them from their devotional time with the Lord. Where are we at? What are we filling our minds with? What are we feasting upon? Where are we getting our nourishment? Blessed is the child of God who has an appetite for the truth in the Bible, who spend time daily reading and meditating on God's word. And I trust that I'm describing the folk here today. Blessed is the child who spends time in God's, in God's word. And again, verse 3, the promise is so beautiful. And the outcome is going to be an individual who is similar to a tree that's planted by the creekside. And why the comparison? That tree is a healthy tree. Why? Because it's drinking from the pure, refreshing water each and every day. And as we're likening this to our spiritual lives, we can't feast from the garbage can and be a healthy individual. And you can't feast on things in the news and become a, health, a spiritual, spiritually strong individual. We've got to go to the Word of God. The psalmist was referring to a tree plant that was not referring to a tree planted in the dry wilderness, but rather one planted close to a good water source. And it's the same for you and I. A well-watered child of God, one, we will not have a withered look, but a healthy, thriving spiritual life. Walking with the Lord and drinking daily from his word. W.E. Vine points out that rooted, as we see here in verse 7, is the, in the present perfect tense, an act accomplished in the past and continuing. Okay, so think about that. We, it's an act we did in the past, and it's continuing. When you become a believer, you begin your root system in Christ. And the Holy Spirit takes up residence within. 
Now our root system is continuing to grow as we continue on in our spiritual journey with Christ. So we're going to move on, back to the Sunday school lesson, move on from being a babe in Christ, which we talked about, thank you, Jarrell, to one who desires the meat of God's word. And what happens? We're growing stronger and stronger every day. Read Hebrews 5, 13 and 14. There we have it. And the blessing there, strong meat belongs to those who are full age, even to those who by reason of use have what? What's the blessing? We have our senses exercised so we'll be able to discern both good and evil. Which, guess what? We need in our day to day. Because temptations come our way. You could call them the hurricanes of life come our way. And we can discern what is right and what's wrong. What's good and what is evil. Rooted Verse 7 continues, and built up in him. So we are built up in Christ. Now here we have the present tense, indicating a constant process that is to go on from day to day. Build up refers to a building, and a building is to have a firm foundation. How is that likened to us? We're to have a thorough knowledge of Bible doctrine. Why? So that the unsound, the storms of unsound teaching will not allow your faith to waver. Again, thinking back, when I opened the door to look to see if our roof was on, there was metal blown everywhere, pieces of stuff, X, Y, Z, blown all, all over the place. But so when the unsound, storms of unsound teaching come our way, we go back to Hebrews, we're able to discern what's right and wrong, and when they come blowing our way, we have that we're rooted in, and we're built up in that firm foundation, which is in Christ, we're not going to be blown away, but we'll be, remain firm in our faith in Christ. When you think of being rooted and built up in Christ, it, I look at it this way. We were created and we were designed by our Father, Heavenly Father, to go through life in Him. And this thought takes us back to verse 6 where we are walking in Christ. So verse 7, you think of being rooted and built up in Him. It's speaking against that individual mindset, mindset which is so popular in society today. You know, we are not here to operate as a single unit where no one questions who we are or what we do, but rather we are rooted and we're built up in Christ. And he is our Lord and our master. He is the king in our life. He makes the decisions and we follow in his footsteps. Are we rooted and built up in Christ? We sing the song sometimes, my hope is built on nothing less than what? Jesus' blood and righteousness. On Christ the solid rock I stand. Why are we standing there? Because the songwriter says it so clearly. All other ground is sinking sand. Is your faith anchored in Jesus Christ? When we think of being rooted and built up in Christ, the emphasis is centered around a strong attachment and a flow of nourishment and life from Jesus Christ. We're not going to get to verse 10, but there we see we are complete in Christ. And that's going to come up later sometime. But think of your life here today being complete in Christ. Well, in order for you to be complete in Christ, you go back to verse 6 and you'll say, yep, I'm walking with Christ. And then you go to verse 7, I'm rooted in him, I'm built up in him, I'm established in the faith, and I'm abounding with thanksgiving. You notice you're complete in Christ. Nowhere else but in Christ. And so many people today are looking elsewhere for fulfillment. Brothers and sisters, it's found in Christ. Are we there? 
and growing and growing in him. We go back to the weather which we've been experiencing in the past. No rain, stuff turned brown. That's not the Christian. We're drinking and getting nourishment from Christ and we're thriving in our spiritual life. Let's look at verse, uh, um, sorry, at the second point, established in the faith. So we looked at being rooted and built up in Christ. And again, we're complete in him. Now we're established or we're strengthened in the faith. Your, your faith is built upon Christ, the solid rock, in him and in him alone. So we're here today, but we're growing every day. And as we're doing that, what are we doing? We're sending down deeper roots as we drink from his word. And just, again, comparing to the trees, we need to grow stronger and stronger each and every day because we'll be faced with trials and temptations, and our ultimate goal is to stand strong. A strong faith is required to be able to stand when the strong winds of the hurricane or temptations begin to blow. Will you re be able to remain rooted and grounded? And it circles back to what we talked about just a little bit earlier, and that is what are we feeding on? What are we feasting upon? Where are we getting our nourishment? A strong Christian will spend time in God's word each day. And the result of a the person with a healthy diet is a healthy person. And the, the, the result of a person who is, spends time in God's word is a spiritually strong a person. <clears throat> and I had to think of Noah when I think of somebody who's spiritually strong, he, Genesis tells us who Noah was. He found grace in the eyes of God. He was a just man. He was perfect in his generation. And I say, why? Because he walked with God. He was a man who was strong in the faith with a healthy diet for things that please God. They were, he was established in the faith. Then it says, be established in the faith as you have been taught. Now that takes, it's taking what you learned and holding fast and apart from that, and along with that, refusing to let go. You know, there were a lot, of, a lot of metal roofs in Grenada that blew over when, when Hurricane Ivan came storming in. But think about our faith in Christ. Think about your faith. Are we able to stand strong when trials and temptations come our way? Are you, are we established in the faith? First, Second Timothy 3, uh, verse 1 it starts out, this know also in the last days perilous times shall come. And then from verses 2 through 11, it describes what's going to happen. You can read that sometime. But then in verse 12 and a couple more verses that are, that are so precious, that yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall what? Shall suffer persecution. Not something that we like. Then it continues, but evil men and seducers shall whack worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. And then it tells us in verse 14, but. So it kind of changes the subject. Now this applies, not that the other verses did it, that's what's going to happen, but here this applies to you and I. Continue thou in the things which thou hast learned. So all through your years growing up in church, you learned. Continue in those things. And has been assured of none of whom thou hast learned them. And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Jesus Christ. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Why? That the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works, rooted, built up in him, established in the faith as you have been taught. 
continue thou in the things which you have been taught. Think about what you learned growing up in church, Bible school, whatever it may be. Continue those things. Hang on to the truth. Don't let it go. It goes back to being rooted. As you learn, you put down deeper roots. And you become established a Christian, taking in meat, as we talked about in our Sunday school lesson. And through it all thus far, we need to remember that a faithful man of God is on the winning side. No one likes to lose. If you want to be a winner spiritually, you need to spend time in the Word of God. And then moving on to the third point, abounding therein with thanksgiving. So you're rooted, you're built up, you're established in the faith as you've been taught now. It doesn't stop there. You're abounding with thanksgiving. A quote, I'm not sure where I found it. No heart is more open to deception than the one that does not overflow with gratitude. And your minds are going to some people who are grouchy and grumpy and not always and not thankful. But then that quote kind of sober makes sobers us up a little bit. No heart is more open to deception than one that is that's not overflow with gratitude. Ephesians 4.29, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that may minister grace unto the hearers. Ouch. Now step on my toes. Let no corrupt communication. Are we people who are abounding with thanksgiving? You go back in the Sunday school lesson a few weeks ago, we saw that many of the children of Israel could not enter the promised land because of their unbelief. And there were steps that led to their condition. But what were some of the early signs of a major problem in their lives? And think of the children of Israel, and maybe I don't want to think negative of people, but was it not their grumbling and murmuring spirit? Maybe some of the issue. They, their lack of praising God and thanking Him led to their unbelief. You know, they saw God do miracles over and over, one after another. But they were a complaining people. They grew tired of the manna. Okay, so God sent them quail. Soon, guess what? They grew tired of the quail. Some said, you know what? Let's forsake Moses' leadership. Let's go back to Egypt. This is just shortly after they had been delivered from the bondage there. Unthankful. They were the opposite of what our attitude needs to be according to verse 7. Do, do friends, I ask this question again, do your friends and family use this thought to describe your character and your lifestyle? Again, fill in your name is, let's use Steve, abounding, does he abound with thanksgiving? And then I, I, for the third time, I go back to the dry weather. Were we complaining? Or we were praying for rain? But are we abounding? What is your character? What are you known by? There was a wedding, I'm sorry, back up. I, was, I said a wedding earlier. There was a funeral at church this week. And guess what? The, the young lady, I mean, the, young, the lady's life was over. What is she known by? What will you be known by when you're up front here in the casket? Yep, Leon was a man who was abounding with thanksgiving. You talk to him, he'd encourage you. I hope that's, that's the case. But look at your life. Look in the mirror. Where are, are, what are you like? A question, and uh, you can answer this yourself. If... We are quick to criticize. Is that an indication that we need more 
uh, refreshing water from the Word of God. So the believer is to walk, carried over from verse 6, and while we're walking, we are to overflow with thanksgiving. And we think of what Christ has done for us, you know, so much, and our gratitude needs to flow on and on, never stopping, not even for one moment of the day. We are to learn to walk in an unbroken spirit of thanksgiving that overflows and pray to the Lord moment by moment throughout each day. That's what should be on our lips. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, and you know the rest. In everything, how many times have that, you read that and it kind of stopped you in your tracks and you went back and read it again? In everything, give thanks. Why? For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. When we focus on praising and thanking God for his goodness, what you're going to do is you're going to discover that you have little time to murmur about the small insignificant things that we wish we could change. A few quotes. Some people complain because God put, thorn, put thorns on roses while others praise him for putting roses among the thorns. And what's the difference? Is what you're focusing on. You could have two people look at the same thing and one could complain about this, one, others could uh, be thankful for that. Same, but what are we focusing on? Thank God, this is from Kingsley, thank God every morning when you get up that you have something to do that day which must be done, whether you like it or not. Being forced to work and forced to do your best will breed in you temperance, self-control, diligence, and strength of will, cheerfulness and content, and a hundred virtues which the idol will never know. Are we a thankful people? And then this quote from Walton kind of stopped me in my tracks. God has two dwellings. One in heaven. Where's the other? Yeah. One is in heaven. The other is in meek and thankful hearts. You read read verse... uh, Verse 7, they're not bounding there with thanksgiving. You continue on to verse 8 and get to the end of the chapter, and life goes on, and you come back, and you, you start studying some of these verses and these phrases. It's like, okay. Deep spiritual roots, strong everlasting faith, and hearts filled with gratitude are found in Christ and Christ alone. Why was Paul so clear in his uh, teaching in verse 7? He could have told us, walk in Christ, as he did in verse 6. And then go directly to verse 8. But verse 7 will prepare us for verse 8. We're reminded not only to walk in Christ, but along with that, so we're walking. Along with that, we're rooted. We're built up in Him. We're allowing Him to strengthen our faith and with a cheerful attitude. And then we're prepared for verse 8. Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of this world, and not after Christ. While in Christ, uh, victory is promised for the faithful. So while we're there, we still need to be on guard for those who want us to fall. And those who will attempt to deceive us through, through man's thoughts or ideas or traditions that are not according to the word of God. So many, as we go through life, 
are going to use deceptive tactics to gain a following that will draw people away from the Word of God. And at the same time, God promises victory and eternal life for all who place their faith and trust and hope in Him. Are you walking in Christ, verse 6, and are you rooted in Him, verse 7? Hurricanes of time and, and struggles in life are going to come blowing. Maybe not as quite as strong as what I, the hurricane that was there in Grenada. But the bottom line is, are we going to stand strong in Christ? Will trials and temptations come our way? Absolutely. Possibly later on today, maybe tomorrow. Will your anchor hold? Will your faith stand strong? Deep spiritual roots, strong everlasting faith, and hearts filled with gratitude are found in Christ and Christ alone. Brothers and sisters, may we be rooted in him, established in the faith, and abounding with thanksgiving. Shall we pray? Father in heaven, we come before you here this morning. We just say thank you, God, for your goodness to us. And Lord, we can take this verse, these verses here this morning and just apply them to our hearts. And I pray for each soul here this morning that we could be rooted, established, and abounding with thanksgiving in you, God. Thank you for the victory that you have given to us and for the ingredients that we need to live a victorious Christian life. Lord, we can't change the past, but we can impact the future. And I pray, Lord, that our lives for each one here this morning can make a difference as we go forward from here. And we can repent of wrong if we have wronged, and we can just stand for the truth and what is right and lead others to you. Lord, may we be the people that you want us to be, that we can remain rooted through the storms and trials that come our way, and we can look forward to the day that we can live in heaven with you. In your name we pray. Amen.